Fields gets the snap, hands it to Dobbins, running right side to the Michigan 25. Dobbins to the 20, to the 15, to the 10, Number and Dobbins five. leaps for the end zone. Yes. Got it. Touchdown, J.K. Dobbins. On a 33-yard run, he continues to make Michigan his personal play thing, and it is 55-27 Ohio State. Welcome to the show. Thank you for joining me. My name is Nick. This is the Buckeye Sports Blitz. Before we move on and talk some college football, just a real quick Ohio State Athletics update. Last night, the men's basketball team held off a pesky Cleveland State team with a 67-61 win. Chris Holtman and the Buckeyes move on to 5-0 for the year. And also last night, the men's ice hockey team held off Notre Dame to split their series with the Golden Domers over the weekend with a 3-2 win. And Coach Steve Rollick and the Buckeyes move on to 3-5 for the year. And in some huge recruiting news, Ohio State gets a commitment from five-star Emeka Egbuka from the state of Washington for the 2021 class. He is a top 10 national player and the number one wide receiver in the country. Already adds to a stellar recruiting class for the Buckeyes, who is currently number two, just barely behind Alabama. And that's two consecutive years that Ohio State has planted the flag in the state of Washington and grabbed two elite wide receivers just last year with G. Scott Jr. and this year with Emeka Egbuka. An early signing period begins this Wednesday, which the Buckeyes look to have most, if not all, of their commitments signed by this Wednesday. So that will be exciting. That's like a, it's like an early Christmas for me now since they have this early signing period. Because it, you might you might as well just call it National Signing Day because most of the players throughout the country sign on this day. Uh, but there's a handful that don't, some top players, and who knows. Um, but majority of Ohio State's class will be signed this Wednesday, so that's super exciting. Congratulations to uh, Coach Ryan Day and Brian Hartline for continuing to just bring in stud wide receivers, and not just at wide receiver, but also bringing in top talent across the board at every position. So hats off to Coach Day and all the coaches for another great recruiting class. And now moving on to some college football talk. So as expected, everybody now is coming out, taking their shots at Ohio State. From talking heads in the media to coaches coming out, taking shots at Ohio State. Uh, Dabo taking shots at Ohio State. Dan Mullen at Florida taking shots at Ohio State, saying that uh, I guess you get rewarded for playing not very many games or something like that. Like, dude, you just need to shut your mouth and worry about not getting another DUI when you're depressed after Bama destroys you, okay? So you just need to shut up and worry about what you're doing, dude, and focus on not getting raped up the ass by Bama, okay? And as far as Dabo goes, it's clear what he's doing. He's, I mean, I give him credit because a smart coach should do this. He's just laying down the groundwork to the committee and already getting it in everybody's heads in case they lose to Notre Dame this weekend, so they have a case of why they should get in. I mean, it's that simple, and I don't blame him for doing it. It's kind of what you have to do in today's college football is, you know, it's politics. You have to lobby for your team, and then you got to start talking shit about other teams and why you should be in. And so because of this, that's what Dabo's doing. He's laying down the foundation. The ground works just in case. Clemson loses. He has his excuse and already laid down and good to go. You know, and it's interesting how now Dabo 
didn't have much to say, and when he did talk about the internal racism going on in Clemson's football program, and specifically his coach that he just defended, when he did speak about it, he just made excuses and defended the guy and then did the whole, you know, I didn't know, I didn't know, I didn't know, which weren't we all taught that ignorance is no excuse? Apparently not in Dabo land. You know, let's completely ignore the racism, but yeah, Ohio State shouldn't get in. They don't deserve to get in. I'm going to go on and shucks and golly and shoot y'all. Down here in Dead Valley, South Carolina, blah, 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 blah. Your little stick is old, bro. You just need to worry about what the hell you're doing. Worry about not hiring racist coaches, jackass. Oh, but shoot. Praise the Lord, y'all. We don't cuss down here in Death Valley, South Carolina. Hey, but we promote racism. And I wear it on a t-shirt, y'all. Oh, but I didn't know. Like, seriously. Like, Dabo, you're a fraud. Come on. And I can't believe it that nobody sees through it by now. Yeah, it's just funny how now all the talking heads are coming out. Ohio State is now the punching bag. Now, they usually are. All I heard from everyone this offseason, it's all about the reps. All about the reps. And how not getting enough reps potentially, you know, how it's going to impact this season. That was all it was. Are these teams going to have enough reps? And now that Ohio State, you have these talking heads that just two weeks ago saying, oh, Ohio State should get in. They should get in. They deserve to get in. And those same talking heads I've seen all over, it doesn't matter what TV network it is, what sports branch it is, those same people are now coming out saying, well, they changed the rules for Ohio State. Ohio State got special treatment. No, it's just funny how now we spend all this time talking about, oh, Ohio State's a bully. Ohio State gets special treatment. They're spoiled. Well, like I talked on last episode, if anybody that has a fucking brain to begin with, you would know that that was the right decision to put Ohio State in based off the division results. Okay? I don't need to explain it again. Ohio State held the tiebreaker between Indiana. So, Ohio State was the right team. Nope. And now we're getting all this coverage. You know, but in August, Ohio State has a starter, all right, a starter on the football team for Ohio State. Gets shot in the face for being a good Samaritan, helping a young woman in distress, attempting to help this young lady, and he gets shot in the face. I didn't hear ESPN talk about that. I heard Joe Clatt mention it. I've heard a few announcers mention it during games. But why didn't that get the attention that now all of a sudden Ohio State is getting? It's funny how that works when it's Ohio State. Oh, a guy did the right thing. He's trying to help a young lady out in an abusive situation. He almost gets murdered. We're not going to talk about it. Oh, but a football player didn't play for a sandwich. Are you kidding me? No, this whole thing is a joke. I mean, but unfortunately, this is what it's like being Ohio State. Now everybody's calling us bullies. Bullies for what? Ohio State didn't control this. They had nothing to do with the pandemic. And now everybody wants to come out and say that it's an advantage for Ohio State. They're rested. But again, in the offseason, all we heard was about reps, 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 reps. Well, now when it works against Ohio State, well, they're more rested. But hold on. Alabama, whose defense looked horrible in the beginning of the year. Why? They didn't have a normal offseason. No one did. Well, now they played, what, 11 games or whatever it is? Now they're the best defense in football, in college football. Why? Because they have reps. They've been building continuity. 
They've been getting in a groove. The last time Ohio State played consecutive weeks was the first three games of the season. And you're going to say Ohio State has, a, has an advantage? They haven't dealt with injuries? No, that's not right. That's, that's not true. Cam Brown went down, out for the year. Defensive back in the Penn State game. Well, we, we've, we've dealt with everything that everybody else has. In fact, it might be more. It's not Ohio State's fault that the Big Ten is incompetent. And therefore, because this whole season and the whole society is fucked up in the world right now, yes, there's the rules don't apply. This is a messed up year. It's not a normal year. And therefore, Ohio State should not be punished based off of the Big Ten. So, yeah, you can maybe check it in the box. Is this a slight advantage for Ohio State that they're not as banged up or whatever they want to call it, they're more fresh? But I would say it's an advantage for everybody else in college football that they've played more games. Like I said, Alabama, did you see their defense in the beginning of the year? They looked like our defense. They don't look like that now. So I have to wonder, hey, if Ohio State has played the same amount of games Bama did, or if they didn't do this on again, off again, on again, off again, go two weeks without playing a game, would their defense be more sound and be more buttoned up? I don't know, but maybe you got to think about it. So I do not believe, and you Buckeye fans don't believe the national talking heads in the media, that it's an advantage for Ohio State because they're more rested. Yes, I think it is somewhat of an advantage. But the bigger advantage is having those reps and those plays and those teams building that continuity and repetition, okay? And again, the game against that team up north, canceled. So it's another week they were off. Now, hey, go prep for a Big Ten championship game. Now it works out in Ohio State's favor because it is Northwestern, and I don't care what Ryan Day or anybody else says. They're not a good football team. Oh, and you win that game, take another two weeks off preparing for Bama, Clemson, or Notre Dame. Yet this is not an Ohio State's advantage. So, Buckeye Nation, don't listen to the talking heads and all the idiots out there that brainwash and dilute the majority of your average college football fan. It's all a bunch of bullshit. Ohio State is just as deserving as anybody else. What they've gone through, what those players have sacrificed, they have not seen their families, okay? They, weren't, they couldn't see their families for Thanksgiving. They're not going to be able to see their families for Christmas. You got to realize how hard that would be on a late teenager, early 20s person. Nope. And, and unfortunately, Ohio State is in a, a lose-lose situation. If they go on to win the whole damn thing, it's going to be an asterisk. And now everybody in the world is going to come out and say that, that this wasn't deserved. And I happen to feel it's going to be the opposite. And if that happens, I will explain that then. But then if they do get beat, if they do get blown out, then everybody, see, Ohio State shouldn't have been in it. I told you they shouldn't have been in it. So really, it's lose-lose for Ohio State. Ohio State deserves a shot just as much as anybody else. And you're a clown if you think otherwise, given that how this 2020 has gone this year. Let me tell you something. Normal rules to apply to everything in life have changed for this year. They didn't just call it a pandemic if it was no big fucking deal. My life has been altered. My wife's life has been altered. I have to try to do this show while homeschooling my two kids. While she's dealing, she's a nurse, okay? No, by, by dealing with the crap that she deals with. 
and hear what the doctors have to deal with. No, everybody's life has changed. Your life has changed. The football season has changed. Sports has changed. Life as we know it has changed. So if that's your argument that rules are rules, you're an idiot and you're oblivious and your head is up your ass as far as what's going on in the world. Hey, if you're out there and you agree with me or you have another strong opinion that has nothing to do with what I said, but you like to get it out there, email the show, the Buckeye Sports Blitz at gmail.com. I will read it on the air. I will be your venting source if you like it. Or if you agree with me, shoot me up an email. We could chat about it. Thank you for listening. However, you may be listening on this angry Monday for myself. Be safe, Buckeye Nation. Go Bucks. I hate Michigan, I hate Michigan, I hate Michigan, I hate Michigan, fuck the Wolverines.